Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. This is the podcast where I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind. Ranging from deep and meaningful all the way through to random shit. You're here now, so why don't we hang out? Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. We are here today doing a Halloween run uh, and a bunch of super scary stories that pertain to Halloween. And I originally was going to do them all as one big podcast, but I saw how long they were and I was like, ah, that's a lot. Instead, I've broken them down into individual stories to share with you. With that being said, let's go. This particular story is called I Wasn't Careful Enough on the Deep Web. So this particular story um, centers around the deep web being one of the most amazing places on earth apparently. Not because of how joyful it makes people but you can basically get anything you want there. You can speak your mind, you can have complete freedom. This particular person had always fascinated with the deep web and there's a story linked to this fascination so this person was in college they had lots of people at campus Um, they'd been really getting into accessing the deep web he went with it because it was almost like a trend like a viral trend so many people were getting on it and it seemed safe so he decided to do the same he's always heard of you know the horror stories where they hacking the staff or you know stumbling across random sites that are just putrid people finding your personal details but mainly what kept him off the deep web was there was no requirement right he just didn't feel like it however one day he decided you know what everyone else is doing it i'll do it whatever he asks a friend to come over and help him set it up the friend opens up the laptop sets everything up tells him that we're going to use a torrent program that lets you access the deep web um he said are you planning to do anything illegal the guy was like no i just want to have a poke around and he said well if you are looking to do something you will need this uh, program installed which is a software that makes it more secure if you plan on doing something illegal anyway a little while later, everything's set up. He's got to use a new IP address and the friend gives him a brief rundown of what to do and what not to do. He made it very clear that when using the hidden wiki, I, that I keep it on censored mode. That means it would be less likely for me to see something I didn't want to see. After about two uh, weeks of using the deep web, he starts to feel like he's got this under control. He's gone to many different sites. He's spoken to really great people. He's made some friends. He's bought some weed. He's become a little bit complacent, a little bit cocky, and he starts diving deeper and deeper. He turns off this censored mode thing on the hidden wiki, and he begins browsing the links. It takes a while mostly because it's a very slow system and many of the links do just lead to dead pages. But eventually he stumbles onto a site called All the Gore. It was, re- it was a big chat room, lots of different topics, and he has a fairly strong stomach. So he's seen a few violent movies, beheadings, killings. Um, 
even through normal internet. So he looks into a couple of chat rooms. He notices um, a couple of them were really, really gross. And there were people in chat rooms that were actually killers bragging about some of the kills that they've done. In the chat room, you could also see pictures, one by a man um, who had the stage on one of the chat rooms and he was explaining in detail here he broke into someone's house kidnapped their little girl and brutally killed her parents by hiding their uh, by hiding underneath their bed and then slitting their throats he then explained how he brought the little girl back to his house beat her raped her and then cut her up into pieces uh, at, at that moment, the guy that we're telling the story about, he doesn't necessarily think it's true. He's kind of thinking, is this stuff true or are people just talking shit? Then he starts posting some pictures. These were the most horrifying pictures he'd ever seen. Close-ups of the poor girl being raped, beaten and cut with a knife. Then more and more pictures. New ones were of a girl tied to a chair, bleeding, throwing up. The, there was a picture of him with a drill drilling through the skull of a young girl. The whole time he's looking at the camera with joy on his face. This guy goes, I've seen enough. Um, he types in the chat room window, you people are sick and deserve to die. How can you sleep at night? Immediately people began making fun of him saying, I was just a helpless and ignorant as the little girl in the pictures and I should get off the big boy part of the internet. They began saying I was a pussy and calling me an empath. And then the guy who had the photos and was the rapist killer and all the rest of it starts typing in the box, the chat box. And he says, Really? Where do you live, buddy? I'm sure everybody would love to see you on this site. He then, the guy in the story, makes the biggest mistake that he could possibly make. And he says, I'm calling the police to have this site shut down. Less than a minute later, everything on the site went black and a new chat box popped up in green. In less than a minute, it all went black. In this chat box window, someone named admin typed in the box. He said, call the cops and you'll regret it. And then didn't type. The guy in the story doesn't type anything. Reaches for his cell phone. When he picks up his mobile phone or cell phone, he has a message. It says, call the police and you're dead. And there was no number. It didn't even say unknown number. There was literally just no number. He looks back at the laptop and the webcam camera is turned on. He quickly covered it but saw on the screen a picture of himself looking down at his phone. He gets wide-eyed and froze for a moment and then the admin typed again, put the phone down right now and uncover your webcam. I put the phone down but kept the webcam covered when he typed again. Okay then, be like that. Right after that, he posted my full name, age and address in the chat and typed. It would be a shame if you and your college buddies went missing, wouldn't it? He then goes okay and removes the sticky tape from the webcam. 
He then told me to follow his instructions on how to make it impossible for me to reach the site again. I followed each and every one. When I finished, I got a text that said, now don't ever try and come back. Just like before, no number. He called the police from his friend's phone, but they're not, not able to find anything on these sites. And he says, if you ever go on the, on the deep web, web, don't ever just mindlessly explore, especially if you don't have additional software to keep you protected and secure. He was just a stupid kid and he hopes nobody makes the same mistakes that he made. And he says, I've moved to a new home and I've changed all of my information, but he does still get nightmares to this day. So the follow on from this was, um, he does make contact with the police. The police can't find anything. They say to him, you have to change all your details, move house, etc., etc." does all of that. So he does all of this and he moves in with his friend, David. And, um, David kind of never went to parties. He never really did anything. He just focused on finishing his college degree. Um, he was one of the few kids at the time who wasn't actually getting onto the deep web. Like it just wasn't his thing. So he tells him about the experience and he agreed to let me stay with him off the back of that particular experience. One night they're both up studying late. His phone goes off. Um, I look up who had texted me and saw the person sending the message had no number just like the other time. It read, check your computer. There was nothing else, just an instruction. So he opens the laptop, notices he didn't have control of the mouse. He tried to move it, but the mouse just moved on its own. So someone had remote access in and someone was um, in control of the laptop. So he tried a whole bunch of times um, with the different laptop com commands, but the actual um, keypad was itself was um, also turned off and um, remoted in on. He heard his phone go off again and the message said, look out your window. So he was sitting right near the window. He didn't know which window. So he looked out the one um, and there was a man in the parking lot leaning up against a white band. He had his phone in his hand and when he, I looked at him, he nodded and my phone went off again. Type in and hold down Shift-Alt-5 at the same time to activate the software. I called David into my room to show him what was happening. He was really nervous. They didn't know whether to call the police. They didn't know what to do. Eventually, he gets another text. I'm coming in. If you don't do it now, do it right now. He didn't know why he or the person in control had the access to the computer, um, whether it came through spyware or something like that. Um, anyway. David grabs a baseball bat because, yeah, that's going to help. And um, five minutes later, they heard knocking at the door. The man tries getting in the door. They're both freaked out. And then um, they look out the window, and sure enough, the guy's kind of just gone, right, they're not answering the door. I'm going to leave. Drives off. As the car is disappearing, he receives another text. We will be back. So cops arrived, looked at the door, told him all the details. They start to investigate, but there's not a lot to go off, right? So the next day he goes home from school, he's really tired, this David guy wasn't around so he went into his room, fell on the bed, um, he had just begun to close his eyes when he heard a rattling sound in his closet chest. He lifts his head up 
didn't hear it again and goes back to sleep. After a few minutes, the closet door swings open. He leaps out of the bed and sees a man with a mask walking over to him. He ran for the door and slammed it behind him. He ran to the parking lot, started the car and drove off as fast as he could. By the time the police arrived, the man was gone yet again. Nothing was stolen though. So how much can the police do at this point? Later on, he opens up his laptop and notices that his wallpaper had changed. Originally, it was just a bunch of trees that had been changed to a sickening photo of a man with a mask, the same mask that he saw on the man who was in his closet, digging a knife into a baby's eye in what looked like a small cabin. He noticed that all of his applications and programs were gone, and he saw the same software that was there last night. And That was basically it. There was something in the middle of the screen. And he clicks on it. It filled the entire screen, screen, and what looked like a live stream was going on. He couldn't close it or exit out, but the live stream was coming from a boy's house. He looked about 13 or 14, um, and he was at his computer. It didn't take long to see that they was being uh, that he was being watching through his webcam, and he had no idea. I saw a small chat box pop up on the top of the screen, and someone typed in the box, welcome to the live stream. We're glad that everyone could be here. Thank you, John, for being here as well. My eyes got very wide because my name's John, and they were waiting until I, waiting to start until I watched the live. As I watched, I saw the closet door behind the boy slowly open. The man walked out with the toolbox in one hand. He quietly sat the toolbox down, pulled out some duct tape, and then um, wrapped it around the kid's mouth. Taped him up really tightly. Um, the kid was, you know, in pure fear, couldn't scream, couldn't do anything. He was completely tied up. There's a bit of a warning here, so it gets a bit triggery. This is not your cup of tea. These, these episodes are probably not for you anyway, and you would have worked that out. Um, the man takes out, so he tries to exit from the screen. He can't. He sees a man take out a screwdriver and drives it into the kid's chest. Blood's going everywhere. The kids can't talk. The kid's, you know, tears coming out of its eyes. Then the man took out a handheld electric saw, pressed it against the boy's face, turned it on. The boy screamed with pain. The saw went up into his eye. Blood goes everywhere. It gets on the camera. Um... He started to get tears in his eyes, the guy watching, because there's nothing he could actually physically do about it. And then the man took the screwdriver, gouged out the kid's eyes, and took a large knife, and he proceeded to slit the boy's throat, toss him on the ground. The, our guy watching it was completely sick. He threw up everywhere. And when he looked back, he saw in the chat room, people were typing in horrible things like, fap, 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 or, oh my god, that was so wonderful. Thanks so much for doing this, etc. I saw someone named Culture045 type into the box. Thanks for watching, John. After that, the program closed on its own and I was left with the sickening wallpaper. I was sweating, breathing heavy and feeling sick. Throughout the entire thing, I didn't realize that my phone had gone off several times. I looked at it and the most hateful, mean messages were coming from my friends and family. I asked my mom what was wrong and she texted me back. You sent that sick, disturbing live stream to everyone. I can't believe who you are. The police have been called. I've never felt more sick than that moment. Those monsters had sent that live stream to my friends and family. 
They pretty much ruined my life within a couple of minutes. When the police arrived, I told them everything that happened and quickly they managed to be able to explain to my friends and family what happened. They really cracked down on finding these people and a month later, four men had been arrested. One was this culture of 054 guy. Oh, four, five, yeah. The other one was this admin one and these two other randoms that were working with them. The site was finally shut down as well and he got a new laptop and phone. Um, he could say some horror cliche here and say something like I kept getting texts or hearing weird noises, whatever, but he hasn't heard anything since they've been arrested. It's good to know those men are in jail, perhaps dead, but what scares me are the other people that are watching the live stream. Who were they? Are they still out there? And there are probably thousands of others of these people all over the world. If you go on the deep web, in the dark web, make sure you're careful. Ew. But again, it exists. There's a uh, there's a movie, I think it's called Hostel, similar thing. It exists. Um, well, I mean, it's almost like The Purge as well. Rich people kind of watching all of the others kill each other. It exists. It's terrible. Um, it's horrifying. Hopefully I haven't scared too many people. Uh, I got a little bit tongue-tied in parts because it was um, struggling a little bit to keep up. The font sizing um, in between the lines is really small, so it's very hard to read. Anyway, that is, it is episode number three. I've got another two coming. So with that being said, we will leave it here. I will pick up in the next episode. Um, you can connect with me via everything. Uh, Sake Vibes podcast. Just just everything. Um, I'm not going to go through it all because this is not necessary. Connect with me on everything. And I hope to see you in part four of this. I don't know. Halloween. Haunted Halloween. I don't know. Something. Um, I look forward to seeing you then. Stay spooky!